You're listening to She Well Read. Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading. On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to the special edition episode of She Well Read. Today we are continuing our Black 365 campaign with special guest Chisa Pedix Brown. Hey Chisa. <laughs> hey. Look, I was up here trying to do three six five. I was like three. And then I was like six. <laughs> I don't know. You know your brain doesn't work all the way sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Yes, girl. It's the end of the day. (laughs) We're tired. We're tired. But yes, today we're continuing our Black 365 campaign with special guest Shisa Penix-Brown. She is the host of the Real Ass Affirmations podcast, which if you're not listening to it, this is your sign to tell you to listen to it and tune in every Monday. And we will be talking about all things affirmations. So welcome, Shisa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. So um, go ahead, ask all the questions I have to ask. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So how did you get started with your podcast? We're dying to know what was your inspiration? The inspiration was terrible, to be honest with you. So the inspiration was my best friend passed and then my mom passed. So the two of them were my talking people that I could talk to. And then when I didn't have anybody to talk to, and it's not like you don't have anybody to talk to, but you need somebody that talks to you a certain kind of way. So, you know, then I said, okay, well, let me go ahead and I'm going to, you know, do this podcast. And it really started out as an outlet for me to kind of get out what I was thinking. But then also it was like, I could hear them saying stuff to me. So I'm like, okay, well, you need somebody to say this to you because they're not here anymore. Um, And so then I started just talking to myself really slick because sometimes I'm out of control. Um, And sometimes I need to be reined back in. And who was the best person to rein me back in but me? So that's how it got started. Um, And then, you know, I think the thing that people always say is that, you know, it's like you're my friend, like, you know, such and such. You were saying what I needed to hear. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm talking to you like I'm talking to me like they would be talking to me. And I think that that makes a difference because it's just coming from a genuine, authentic place. And it's not trying to be pretentious. It's not trying to, I don't really try to jump on trends. Um, I try to say things that are, that everybody can relate to, even though I know some things may be more women specific, some things may be more um, specific race wise, but for the most part, I just talk like I'm me. And that has translated into people that I didn't necessarily think that would be listening, they're the ones that are listening. And so I think you're just going to attract whoever is here for your vibe. And so I'm just happy you guys are here for my vibe and all the other people because we're almost to 170,000 downloads right now. So I'm super excited about that. So if you almost all the way up there, like we only a couple hundred away. So I'm going to celebrate once we get to, you know, 170. But when you look at like how many people listen you don't realize how impactful you are until you start seeing those stats. And it wasn't just the stats. It was people sending messages, those individual, you know, contacts that was like, people are really listening. Wow. And and so to me, that was the important thing. Wow. That's really, I mean, it came from a place of sadness and maybe desperation, frustration. But the fact that you have created this community 
from something that seems, you know, out of your control, you took control and that's fantastic. Yeah. So first of all, kudos to you. What was that? Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I said that's a lovely way to look at it. Like, you know, I, that's why it's always interesting when somebody else comments on something that you do. You don't look at things a certain way until somebody brings it up. But yeah, that that was the exact situation. You didn't have control over that. You know what I mean? You wish you did, but um, but you didn't. And and yeah, I like the way you put that. That was excellent. Well, thank you so much. You've impacted our individual lives. So we're speaking for two of your. Well, maybe a few more than two of your 170,000 downloads, claiming that everybody go get her there yes. tomorrow as soon as it drops. We're here. We're there. <laughs> um, but I guess my question is, how did you turn something that could be considered negative self-talk and like, you know, guilting and shaming yourself for the things that you maybe don't love about yourself at this point in life and things that you know you need to work on but how do you turn that into something where you know I feel empowered after listening to real ass affirmations and it's just like a quick little 10 minute you know I mean I feel like you're yelling at me but somehow I leave feeling like positive and I think that I just respond to aggressive I guess more like straight up truthful, like even when I read self-help books, it's always very much like cut the bullshit. Like this is how it is. And like, just give me the facts so that I can try to implement them as best that I can, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so how did you, how did you manage to make this podcast positive? And did you struggle at any time? You know, no. turning no. it into something like that. This is, this is one of the easiest things I think I've ever been able to do. And I think that it's just because um, there is a commonality that exists in people in general. Then there's a commonality that exists in women who is my target audience. And then there's even more commonality when you get to the point of talking about Black women, who was originally who I felt like I was talking to. Um, since then I've realized that I'm not just talking to them. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking to some of everybody. Um, we tend to have a big LGBT following. We have a big Caucasian following. I've even had some people, you know, different countries and stuff reach out to me. Um, so when I, when I kind of look at that, I think that the commonality that we all share allows for us to all feel the same kind of angst, right? Like we all want to be better, but we all know we're fucking up at some point in time, okay? But who's there to call us on that? And like, for me, I've never been an enabler. Like, that's not a thing that I've ever really been about. So I'm always the one who will think what needs to be said. So I'm always going to be the black sheep. I'm always going to be the one that you like, oh my gosh, she about to say something. Yes, she is, because this is not right. <laughs> Um, and so whether that's family or whether it's in business, I am that one, you know, and so people will know that I think for me, even though I don't, I am representing myself and my views and how I feel about something, but it translates to other people because I may be the person that says the shit that you wanted to say, but that you were too scared to say, or you thought somebody would take it uh, wrong. And so this is why I always tell people at the end, share the episode with somebody because you might've wanted to tell your friend that they were on that bullshit. And you didn't want to say it, but when you send that podcast episode over, now you can start to create a dialogue. 
And I think that the episodes that I do are meant to be introspective, but then also, you know, somebody that's just like whatever that episode is, you know, whether it's you now, you in the past, you in the future, or somebody that you are attached to, you know, somebody that this is happening with, like, you know, we were talking about creating some new episodes. And I was just like, I'll get inspiration similar to kind of what we just had a little bit earlier. And I'll write down a title. And I might not do the episode for a couple of weeks or something. But I'll think about like, okay, if I have this title, what do I want the title to say? What do I want this to be about? Because I like my titles to be vague. I don't want you to know exactly what you're going to learn in there. So like, um, I spoke at She Podcast uh, in um, October, right? And She Podcast is the largest woman-led podcast um, conference that's women-led in the world. And, you know, the reason that they picked me was because of the gray sweatpants episode. Now, I was just sitting here just enjoying my husband's thing thing one day, just looking at the gray sweatpants, okay? He was just minding his business, doing his thug thizzle. And I looked over and I was like, I'm going to write this whole episode because I keep it in a bag, okay? So I was just like, how does it make you feel? I can't be the only one. And then, you know, you start seeing all of the memes and they're like, oh, it's gray sweatpants season, right? You're just speaking from how you perceive things and then people just love it. So whenever I look for, like, am I in my purpose? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? It's being an observer of the world and it's taking that observation and it is turning it into something that I would hope would be impactful and meaningful and have a funny twist to it, but then also be educational. So when you do that, I think that um, it's easy for people to relate to it, you know? And then you you stay truthful to what you want to talk about. And that's why I said, I don't particularly care for doing trends um, because that's for other people to do. Like, I just want to do real things that happen to real people. Hence, realize affirmation. Realize affirmation, <laughs> yes. No, everything you were speaking was so real because as we listened to the episode together yesterday, you know, we're looking at each other like, ah, shit. Like, she's calling me out right now. She is yelling at me, but I needed this. And mm -hmm. I knew one of our mutual friends who also needed this. And I sent her the episode, which she also listens to the show anyway. So I knew she was going to see it. But I was like, no, you need to listen to this episode. And at uh, first, she was like, not you calling me out on a Monday morning. Always a Monday morning. It's always, always a Monday morning. Monday morning. <laughs> And she ended up texting me yesterday evening. She sent me a voicemail and she was like, I just like to say that ever since you sent me that podcast episode, now I'm in the gym. So thanks. <laughs> so if you needed any extra, like this is yes. the thing you're like doing what you wanted to do, let this be that. Testimonial right there. I love that though. Yes. But you know, I mean, even for me, you know, I think what you, the question, which I want to kind of circle back around to what you originally asked was in relation to the things that you don't like, turning that into something positive. And that to me is a part of when you start to really say, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? I make mistakes. Um, I'm not doing everything right. So like, I love to look at people and I, I'm like, you know, one day maybe I'll get there. I love to look at people that they work out all the time and they eat right and then they doing their business and their life looks wonderful and stuff. And I'm just like, that is beautiful. That is really wonderful. It is goals. It is, it is admiration for that, but that's not my life right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
I don't want to be gluten-free. I have no desire to be a vegan. Um, I have tried vegetarianism, you know, and I will be a vegetarian like one or two days a week. Uh, but I need fish. I need chicken. And the thing is, it's not a need. These are things that I want in my life. Um, so, you know, I just feel like a lot of times people are doing things now because it's cool. Now, if you're doing stuff for a health reason, like, you you know, you were going to die and you needed to do it for health reasons, okay, knock yourself out. If you were doing it because you wanted to lose weight or something like that, knock yourself out too. But a lot of people are doing these things because it looks good online, you know? And, I mean, okay, fine. And, but I have some friends who, they are vegans and they are wonderful. And I'm just like, and my best friend, he stays on Instagram jumping rope. I went and bought a jump rope, okay? And I jumped like that one day. The jump rope was sitting over there, okay? Me and the jump rope have not jumped rope since last year. And that was one time when we jumped rope. And I'm just like, I kind of wish I could be like that. But then I think to myself, there's other things that go along with that that maybe I just don't want to do. So you have to, and this is this is one of the biggest things about real ass affirmations and just me in general, you got to just take responsibility for what you have and what you don't have. And you have to realize that even if you want that, that shit may not be for you right now. In my mind, I'm the person that gets up and I don't do this. Okay, so let's just be clear. I just need you to in my mind, I get up in the morning and I do yoga and I'm stretched out and my and you know and everything is doing what it needs to do. And in my mind, my stomach is flat like back in 2004. Um, in my mind, these things happen, but in reality, no, ma'am, none of that's happening. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I look at the yoga on TV. I'm like, oh, look at that. Um, and I want to be that person that gets up and does that stuff every morning, but I'm just like, I don't really feel like doing that every day. I think you can get to a point where you get a life that you, where you want to do certain things. And until you get to that point, you got to realize I'm just not there yet. It sounds good. It looks good, you know, but are you going to keep it up? Cause just doing it one time, you're doing it one time for what? For the gram? One time to just see if you like it, like whatever you're going to do, you're going to have to keep up with it. And, you know, realize affirmations is just like, all right, yeah, we started it. We don't feel like doing that shit. You know, so like when I did the episode, which in my mind came from like Mike Epps, when I was talking about fuck salad, it wasn't because salad's not great. Salad is wonderful, but I don't want to eat salad every day either, right? Like you have to just be real with yourself. And sometimes people want to fake the funk. For what reason? Who are you faking for? Like, I don't understand that. So that's probably why people relate to it because it's just like, girl, yeah, I did eat some salads. Fuck the rest of that. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I need a steak now. I don't know what you need, but you need something else, right? So everybody has that identification with it because they understand that they have fallen from the grace of wherever also, <laughs> so to speak. Yes, yeah, speak. Honestly, I relate to so much of what you're saying and it's so easy to be hard on yourself. That's one thing that I, you know, been struggling with trying to be a lot better about like negative self-talk and um, just, you know, being happy, comfortable with what I'm given at the time. And I, I realized like so often that the things that I've prayed for in the past have already come to fruition and I'm still praying for more stuff and not looking around and really relishing in what God has placed in my life at this time. Um, so that honestly gives me a sense of peace. And, you know, like you said, like 
commitment versus like talking about something it's very very different um and there's nothing wrong with trying things out and like buying the jump rope if you want to buy the jump rope buy the jump rope but just because it's there doesn't mean like you have to use it and if you don't use it like you're not succeeding in life like you said like there is a hierarchy of needs and you know until this is fulfilled at the bottom right here like you cannot I mean you can talk about okay when I'm at here when I'm at the top of this pyramid this is gonna look like this and that and that but let's be like let's enjoy where we're at so honestly that's a 2022 motto for me and especially during this whole pandemic season I just I find myself like really heartbroken for my generation who is like so fixated on like how we're missing out on this and everything was like passing us by and at the same time it's like this is where we're meant to be right now so like let's make the most of this this moment this pandemic this whatever the heck you want to call it perpendicular yeah <laughs> whatever it is right um but yeah y'all are like speaking and i'm just sitting here like yes but also like telling me to me, like, listen to this also, because I find myself constantly like feeling empowered to like a certain extent and then kind of getting that like downward, like, oh, well, this and this and this and having to like retrain my brain every so often, which I've always felt bad about that. I'm like, oh, I was at such a great place. And like now I'm back to this place. But understanding that that's okay and it's going to happen a lot, especially with life as we go through things. Um, so understanding that it's just a process that you have to go through. And so listening to people talk like you and your show, it's like this constant reminder, like especially when I get in those times, hey, it's okay. Remember when you said it was okay? Like it really is okay. And it's very real and raw. So that's probably one of the biggest things that I enjoy from your show. Yeah, I love that. Well, I think, you know, just like a combination of what both of you are saying is, think of it like this. Um, when, you, you know how people always talk about like doing disparity studies, right? And they talk about like why people don't get certain things and if you gave them this, then what would they do with it, right? So think of it like this. And, you know, this is one of the things that I had put in my book. So the book's called The 90 Day Focus. But when you talk about you know, the amount of time that you have in every day. Now, we will say, okay, we know we got 24 hours in a day. And I always say that it's in how you allot that time. But if you're in a disparity, and so you can, you know, use this in, in a real life situation, but if I'm in a disparity and I'm lacking something that is basic function and I can't get the basic stuff done, how am I supposed to do high level things? I don't even have time to think I don't have time to be creative. You know what I mean? So the person that is working two jobs and has the kid and everything else to take care of, you know, are they going to have time to do certain things? And, and the thing is, they may want to. They can have all the desire in the world, but then maybe they don't. But then you have somebody else that takes that same amount of time and they go to the gym and they work out, you know, and they're getting fit and they're doing whatever they need to do. But people have different motivations. Um, people have different means because maybe the first person doesn't have a car. The second person does have a car. Maybe the first person walks across the street and it's a gym across the street and the other person 
they got to drive to something. Like it could be different reasons as to why the same person could be in a different type of situation and not do certain things, right? And so I think personally, you know, I use this whole the idea of quality of life. If I want my quality of life to be better, I have to take care of these basic needs first so that then this way I can get to where I want to be. And if my basic needs are money, you know what I'm saying, then business-wise, I need to take care of that stuff first so that then this way you can have a leftover, you can have a surplus, and then you can do some other things. It's plenty of people who probably want to be philanthropists, but you can't take care of your own stuff. So how you taking care of something else? You know what I'm saying? You can't, how you donating? What, what you donating from? That's your food money. That's your light bill. That's, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So, and it's people that do that, and then they end up, you know, in a, in a less favorable situation. So I'm not saying that you can't give to somebody else, but I am saying that you have to make sure your basic needs are met first. And so for me, when I thought about this and I said, okay, well, what are we doing with real ass affirmations? One of the basic needs that happened to me specifically, like when you talk about 2020 until was really focusing on my home and my marriage. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, you didn't have all of the distractions anymore, right? Because you know, I was traveling every other day, like going, you know, and then I would come back. And it's not to say that, like, I was neglecting my husband at all. We would talk on the travel, you know, he's at work, I'm calling him. The days that I was close, I would come by and see him and bring him lunch. So it was never a neglecting thing from either one of us. However, when 2020 came and then um, they closed his position at the time and, like, he had to go home. It was no question. You couldn't stay at work. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, it was like, okay, well, we're sending everybody home, right? So now you got to be home and then you have to think about, oh, this person's here every day. Like, hi, it's morning. Hey, it's afternoon. Hi, it's nighttime. Hi, you're still here. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was one of those things to get used to, right? I love it now. It's it's totally, completely different now. But I think the biggest thing now is understanding what you had, what you want, and affirming that there was something that was more important. And that's what I tell everybody. It's nothing else that's going to be more important than what our basic needs are. And that's to make sure that this household is taken care of. And that includes the relationship. That includes how we talk to each other. That includes the things that we do um, you know, that are a- extracurricular things, you know, it includes all of those things. And then what happened was you started to see other things that you thought that were important that just went to the wayside that you don't even really care about anymore. Places that you used to go through. And it's like, when I say that, and I do a lot of episodes where I do talk about you focusing on some stuff's just not important. Some things just need to go away because I think what happens is we want to hold on to shit so much. And, you know, if you ever saw that episode of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, right? And and Daffy Duck is trying to hold on to that pearl. And he's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And the pearl's getting bigger and bigger. His hand is getting smaller. You know, he can't. And it's just like, okay, you got the pearl. But now you're so small. You're so little. You can't even do anything with the pearl. And that's what happened in the episode. He just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller because you have not focused on what the big thing was and you took your eye off of it. And now you got this big gigantic pearl, but you don't have the means to do what you did or could have done if you would have just let it go and you just would have went with something else. So for me, when I look at the affirmations, I look at them as this is how you also live your life because 
as we get older, we have to understand it's people that are not going to be here no matter what, you know? So just appreciate what you have. Appreciate the time that you have to not do something. Appreciate that the time that you that you have now to do some things that maybe you didn't even consider doing before. Because even with this, right? How many people started podcasts? You could have just been talking to each other on the phone. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to start a podcast, but there was something that you had that was a commonality that you wanted to do. And you knew there was other people that would want to listen to. And that's what happened. It's so many things that I think we need to take more time to realize that are important or could be important if we focused our attention. But we have to have our basic needs met and then we can be creative and then we can do all of the fun things. So, you know, for me, if that's as real as it gets, just find those things and then you can you can have a better quality of life. That's beautiful. Um, I think that that is always needed. You know, I'm thinking about things in my own life that you've just kind of shed some clarity on. And, you know, there's no right way to do anything. And, you know, someone may have their own personal rules for themselves, but even if they project that onto you, I feel like it's always good to be in your own body, very aware of like how you feel about things. And, you know, at the end of the day, you are waking up to yourself and not to that other person. So, um, you know, I think taking people's advice with a grain of salt, even taking affirmations with a grain of salt, like even if I'm not this person, this exact person who someone affirmed, you know, next week, that doesn't mean that I don't deserve like love and celebration and a pat on the back. So that's really good. <laughs> yes. I mean, we all do. We all deserve it. But, you know, sometimes we are just too hard on ourselves when we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we've already done. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're saying, okay, yeah, I just bought a new house. It's people that want to buy a new house. They can't. Okay. Can't. Right. Right. And being grateful for that. So, you know, if we're just saying, where are we at now? What did we do? I think that even if just your mental health is better, that's an accomplishment after all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of things that are wrong with the world and they're going to continue to be wrong, but you control what happens in your little teeny weeny piece of it. That little slice that you have, you could choose to be sad. You could choose to be happy. Now, I know anxiety and depression are real. You know what I'm saying? I've battled with those things in the past and I mean, still do you know, to some extent, but cause you know what, ever since all of that happened, oh my God, I just cry at all the kinds of the stuff. Cause let me tell you, watching power. Oh my God. I was like, they killed Metha. Um, you know, like, <laughs> do I need to watch power? It's oh like, a, it's just like the fourth sign I've seen today. That's saying, go start power. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> only, I'm just saying it's thinking yeah, that, yeah. that probably wouldn't affected you before and you're like oh my goodness you know like television shows that it's like you get so attached to these characters stuff that in the past like now okay let's be clear um the color purple every time honey with sugar every goes to the church i it, it just gets into my spirit every time that i know i'm gonna cry over you know what i'm saying but it's regular characters and i'm just like oh i'm so affected oh i'm so I've never been this empathetic in my whole entire life, right? It has caused a lot of good stuff to happen because sometimes maybe we were just too hard in general and then hard on ourselves. And so all of that compounded 
didn't allow us to be as as nice and flowery and maybe just didn't allow us to be as um as nice as we could have been you know and and you know not saying that people aren't nice but I think I'm even nicer now than I used to be because I'm a lot more considerate. And sometimes like before I'd be like, oh, you didn't do such and such. Mm -mm, I'm not even messing with you no more. Now it's just like, oh, well, what happened? Like, I'm actually, I actually have a little teeny weeny little heart that, you know, that says, oh, okay. And then you got to, you know, oh, like the I, Grinch's heart grew three that's sizes. That's <laughs> what I was envisioning. Like it was growing. <laughs> like, now I actually care about why, because before I promise you, it didn't matter why you didn't do something. It's just the fact that you didn't do it. Now I'm like, okay, let me take into consideration what could have been going on in your life that you didn't get it finished. You know what I mean? And I just, I let stuff go a lot more, but, and, and I was way harder prior to this whole, you know, thing. And now I'm, mean, it's just a lot, it's lighter. It's easier to live, you know, than it used to be. And um, I mean, that's the positives of it. You know, that you were able to change into a better version of yourself. No, and you're speaking, I feel like you're speaking directly to me because I I know Sam and I, we've always talked about our own personal traumas that we've gone through in life. Um, and we were just talking the other week and I was like, you know, I was thinking about it just randomly the other day as I'm just like sitting and working and going through the motions of life and just reflecting on that and being like, if someone told me that, told that person back then that this would be my life now, but I had to go through the stuff that I went through, would you do it again? Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And as crazy as it sounds, because Samra knows the story, as crazy as it sounds, just the fact that I would say, yes, I want to willingly go through that again if I know I'm going to end up in this place, it's just, it's very freeing for me personally, just knowing, because for a long time, I lived with, oh, but if I would have done this differently or if this piece of the puzzle would have fell in a different way, but it mm -hmm. fell the way it was supposed to. And we are affirming that. So, yeah. yes, absolutely. That's it. And I mean, you know, I need to do an episode. I've been thinking about it and I think I'm going to do it. And this was just confirmation. Um, and I know what I'm going to call it. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Like, I already know that that's the whole thing because you you can't continue to operate like that 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 is a that is a pitfall that is bottomless if you do that you know what i'm saying because i like science fiction stuff you know um in science fiction and it could be in the real world but let's just say science fiction um it's always an alternate universe so the same you would have chosen a different path the same you would have done something different right and then you just think about, well, what if, you know, and I always say, because we've been, me and my friends, we've been having this conversation over the last like couple of weeks, maybe like, well, since January got in. And, you know, the conversation has been to the fact of, well, if you would have did such and such, then we would have been blah, 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 blah. Right. So my friend from Texas, we were talking like, and we were like, look, we used to go to the party and we used to get the party started. Right. And we used to protest too. So like if the DJ was whack, we would sit on the floor. Like this used to be a regular thing that we would do. That let you know, geez, DJ was whack. We're not here for this trash, right? And we were like, if we had done what we thought about doing and we could have understood in at, at age 20, 19, 18, that we could have monetized ourselves like these kids are doing now and we could have been party starters, essentially. I'm like, but we didn't think that that was a job. You know what I'm saying? We just knew what we were doing and... Now people literally get paid to go party, right? 
So now what is all of the, the, the Instagram influencer chicks doing? Oh, I'm at the party. I'm hosting. Bitch, we been hosting. Okay. We was hosting in the nineties. Like stop playing with me. Like been hosting. Okay. So it's like, it's I not brand new. I think it was like, wow. So we said, we was like, if we would have done this, then we was like, we could have got a BET deal, girl. We could have been on MTV. We could have did. And it was just like, and we would be gazillionaires by now. And it's just like, damn, why didn't we think about monetizing that then? Why didn't we say we pay me to come to your party, do something? Because in your mind, you weren't thinking about it like that. You were just going to the party and having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And, and every now and then being a protester. But for the most part, if you think about it, we were like revolutionary activists. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, starting a party, you know, making sure that the music was good. Like, when you think about it from that perspective, but it's like now, that's 20 some years ago. Okay, you didn't do it. And now chicks is getting paid off of what you were already doing back then, right? And you think about it like this, even your, your good grandmas. Grandma used to party, okay, that's how you got here, right? Grandma was a party starter. Great grandma was a party starter, right? Somebody was doing this way before you did it. And it's like, now you can see in this world, how everything can be monetized. You know what I mean? So we just have to, you know, really just look at ourselves and say that shit would have could have is not where we need to be operating it. We need to operate in the future. What can I do now? What is possible now? And then I think if you look at it from this perspective and you say, where I'm at now, what's the alternate universe? Because now you have the decisions to choose the alternate universe and you can literally choose which direction you go in. So if I know if I go this way, it's just like even now, if I stay on the path that I am on now, the exact path and I do not alter, I have a limited amount of time, a limited amount of money, a limited amount of resources. And it's certain things that won't be able to grow past a certain point if you stay where you're at right now. And this is for everybody. But then if you say the future has all of these alternate resources, instead of me just staying here, I need to branch off. And I need to go this way because I know that this can make more money or this can do such and such. So whether it's starting a business, if you want to sell an NFT, you know what I'm saying? You want to put your pinky toes on um, OnlyFans. I don't know what you want to do with your life, but whatever you feel like you want to do, it's something else out here that you can make money on. You know, like it. You now is the time for you to choose the alternate universe and then go in that direction and make it happen. And that's kind of where I'm operating with my mind. Like, listen, I might love what I do. I might love who I am, but I would love to have more money. I would love to have more time. I would love to be able to travel more. I would, whatever those things are that you want to do, it's the time to go ahead and make that alternate universe your reality. I kind of see it as like, I always think of things as paths. So the alternate realities for me, I think of them as paths. And then like, it's scary. It's very scary at any age choosing which path to go down because you're you can pivot and go into a path that is like foggy, let's say, and you can't see what's behind, you know, all the yep. fog, but it could be like leading to, you know, this crazy perfect reality that, you know, it's almost yours you just have to like consistently walk in the direction of that purpose um 
But there's other paths, which I call them more illogical paths, that are already laid out for us, and society has deemed them as a, a respectable, you know, um, they understand it. We've done it all. We've all seen it done. You know, we know this leads to a certain level of, you know, prestige and success. Yeah. And so right now for me in my 20s, especially I'm like going on 25 at this point, I'm really kind of trying to own the path that I walk down fully. And um, it is kind of scary because the path that I really, really want to walk down, it's very foggy and no one's ever done it before that I know. And, you know, I just don't have all the answers. So if my parents ask me, you know, what's what's next for you? Like, if you do do this thing that you're saying you're going to walk towards, like, how do you know that you're going to be successful? And it's like, well, I literally can't confirm or deny that I will be successful, but I'm trusting this path. And uh -huh. so how do you be real with the naysayers without being disrespectful about yourself, you know? That's a, okay, you just don't know some things because even in what you said, even if this other path is already laid and, and other people have done it and been successful, that still does not mean that you're going to be successful just because you go down a path that other people. So I have an example. And so I'm listening to you. And as I'm listening, I'm like, I have the perfect example for this. So there's this young lady that I know. Um, six years ago, maybe. Six years ago. Six. Six, seven years ago, somewhere in there, natural hair was the big thing, right? Everybody want to be natural hair, right? Now, I do all of the colors and stuff, but my hair is natural. It's been natural probably since around that time. So I was always a big advocate. I did a whole bunch of big, gigantic events for natural hair, um, spoke at a whole bunch of them and everything. And, you know, the natural hair thing kind of encompassed what was going on for a long time, right? Not to say that it's not still prevalent now, but it's not the same, like, push movement where everybody is like, it's new, it's fresh, embracing it. Now, I think there are some like resurgences of it now, especially with like Dove doing their thing um, and then trying to pass the act and stuff like that. So I think in certain circles, it still envelops a lot of somebody's work, right? It's just not the most important thing for me now, right? So at this time, this young lady uh, was trying to do the whole thing and focus on natural hair because that was the big thing. Then it turned into fashion was more the big thing. So then she tried to do the fashion thing. Um, she's great at it. Now, she was good at all of those things. Now, at that time, I don't guess she either knew or she just wasn't. So now she's turned into, she's a lesbian now, right? So now her big thing is focusing on things that focus with lesbian. That's working for her. That's taken completely off, right? But why? Because now she's being who she was probably supposed to be then. She's still got natural hair. She's still into fashion, but now she's focusing on something that really is truly her and really aligns with it. I think the other things were things that she was trying to find as trends because that's what other people were doing and they were popular. But when you align with what's supposed to be for you, it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that the other things didn't work, but none of them were ever as successful as what she's doing now. And, you know, I'm not telling everybody to go ahead and change up who they're sleeping with anything like that. Okay. I mean, if you want to go ahead and knock yourself out, I'm just, I'm going to stay with what I got. Uh, but, it, <laughs> but I'm saying 
something that could have been that looks like it that would work may not be the the path for you right and so even in like some of the things that we're exploring now i want to explore nfts right because i want to wake up and something that i spent a couple of dollars on makes fifty thousand a day I, yes doesn't that sound logical right you know and my husband and i were just having this conversation right beforehand and i we were talking about nick cannon and um I'm not going to tell you exactly what we said, okay? But basically, my husband said, well, look, either you could put it up or you could go ahead and you could hit the lottery. Which one do you want to do? And I was just like, what? And I told him, I said, so this is where I was like, I got to write this down. <laughs> because what you're basically saying is either don't give it up or give it up and you might hit the lottery. Like, especially if you mess with Nick Cannon. Go around there and mess with Nick Cannon. You know you're getting some money. So that's how the whole conversation was. He was like, you could go around and mess with Nick Cannon and you could put it up or you could go ahead and hit the lottery. And it was just like, you know, you're going to be taken care of. You don't even have to worry about working if you go over there and get a Nick Cannon baby, right? So it's kind of like you can, you still can choose, right? Now, you know, if you get a Nick Cannon baby, you got to deal with Nick Cannon and it's going to be brothers and sisters galore and all of the rest of that and you'll be a part of the hoopla. But what is it for you, right? So your path is is still undetermined, you know, and you're still walking it until you can't walk it. Anymore. And once you can't walk it, then that's it. But it doesn't, and I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it does matter, but whatever's going to happen is going to happen because you're still going to go in the route that you were supposed to be going in anyway. You just don't know what's going to be along that path, right? But it's still going to happen. Ooh, child. Period. You've been speaking this entire episode. <laughs> I'm like, you know how they say like tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm like flowers, flowers, flowers because yes, flowers. you're living on us right now, and I love it, and I love literally to hear it. Um, and so, kind of closing us out a little bit here. What are some? Because obviously, you know, we're a book podcast. So, what are some books that kind of align with this thinking that you're going with? These affirmations that can kind of help internalize those things, or do you have any recommendations? I do. So, I have two specifically. Um, and the craziest thing is, before this whole affirmations thing, like even really took off, I had already put stuff like that inside of my book. So, she's six years old. So, the book is the ninety day focus your action plan for success, and each chapter starts with a quote slash affirmation, right? every chapter. So who knew that that's how I was thinking back then? Like I knew it, but I didn't know it. Right. You know, it's things that are in there that I'm just like, okay, people are just catching on to this stuff now. Now it's popular. Right. Um, so I would say my book, but then I would also say I'm reading this book. Um, that's called what a little book of self-care breath work. Um, and this particular book, well, I could show you this. Where's my book at? Hey, did you get this one over there? I don't know. It's another book over here somewhere, but this book, I think, is important because over this time frame, I think that I've learned to affirm through being calm and using meditation and, and taking breath work as a serious thing. You know, and one of the things that I think is, I mean, you're still alive, so you know how to breathe. Okay. You, you got the basics down. You still alive? You're a human? You have to breathe, right? Check. Check. So <laughs> you got that part. Oh, thank you, babe. So, okay, there's mine. So you have the breathing part down, but you don't realize how much your breath affects how you react and respond. And that whole fight or flight response, the whole anxiety inducing 
Um, even when you're depressed, your breath may slow down. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going into like a sleep retreat kind of mode. Breath work has been one of the most impactful things that I would say when it comes to that in tune with meditation. Because, you know, if you can sit down and you can breathe, and that's one of the reasons why in most of the beginning episodes, there was always a breathing thing into it. And I'm still going to inject some of that into some of these. But I felt like when I get upset, your heart rate increases, right? And you you start to get out of control, which is why then the blood rushes to your head. And then you get a headache and then, you know, you're ready to wild out. Like, that's just what happens. So if I could control myself and not get upset and breathe literally and be calm, I could see things clearer. I don't have to be out of control. You know, I don't have to cuss you out. I mean, and if I do, it'll be a lighter version than what it would have been, right? So it gives you that ability to have self-efficacy and control you. You cannot control these other people that are around you. You can't control them no matter what you want to do. So if you can control you, that's half the battle right there. Because then your response to other people when they're doing stuff to you or when things happen is very different because you had the time to think it through. So now, you know, like I used to block people all the time. That was one of my favorite, block, 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 block. That was one of my favorite things to do. Oh, honey, I let the whole see it now. Keep looking. Like I live for that, you know, like, and I just like, what are you doing? Like, did you know, you know, I can see that you like something, right? Like, so when I did the episode, they looking, it was because somebody that I'm not messing with, they asked on my page, what are you doing over here? What are you doing over here? You know what I mean? So I do episodes because things happen immediately. And I'm just like, but see now back in the day, you would have been blocked. Now I don't even care anymore because it's just, see it, look at it. It's still going to be here. It's still going to be fabulous. It's still going to be glorious. It's still going to be all these things. You know what I'm saying? And all it's going to do is get better. So, you know, it's, it's about the things that you read, the things that you put into your life should be things that are going to build you up. And if you feel like you're looking at stuff or reading things and, and they're not, turn it off, block it out. Don't do it. You know, like even when I think about TV shows, I have certain shows that I watch that are funny because if you're in a bad mood, a funny show will help you get out of that bad mood, right? Certain shows that I watch that are serious because I'm like, I just want to get my mind off of whatever's going on. So if it's a drama and I'm really into what's happening on this show, then okay. It's the same thing with books, right? If you need a book that's going to take you out of the mindset that you're in, then you need to find something that's going to, to me, give you a new perspective on stuff. So I like to read those types of books that will, I may have known it, but then it reinforces that to me. And so this breathwork book has been really good for me. And then I've been like reading stuff that's on, um, you know, personality tests and, and those kind of things, because I think that it's always interesting in my mind to see why somebody is the way that they are. Like I used to not really care. Um, but now it's like, why are you really crazy? Like, let me, let me really figure that out. Because if I could figure out the type of person that you are, then I could really figure out why I shouldn't fuck with you. Like, at least I, now I know why I shouldn't fuck with you. Like, it's a real reason, right? Because you're this type of person. So like, when you look at like the Jungian personality test, I don't usually do well. It's weird. Introverts and me working together usually does not work well because they don't want to say stuff, right? My husband's a complete introvert, all right? We work amazing together, but it was understanding reward, risk, what would work, the things about just your personality 
that were intro in, that were into you, you know what I'm saying? That now I can understand a little bit better. So that's how we work better. But I never worked really well with introverts before. Now I do. Or at least this one, you know. I can't speak for everybody else, but he's good, you know. And he's a Pisces and I'm a Gemini. So it's a very, if you, if you, and I'm not really into astrological signs, but everybody that I really know that's a Pisces is um they're more emotional, they're more uh risk averse. It's that it. water sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Gemini's be like, fuck it, let's do it. What do you want to do? And then they be like, Mm-mm, I don't want to do that. You know, so like we're gonna be on <laughs> one side of the spectrum or the other, and we're gonna be very decisive at Gemini's, whereas a person that's on the other uh, other spectrum of that that's an introvert and a Pisces, it, they're, they're like, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. Let's think about it. Let's talk about it. We talked about it, but I'm still not sure. Like that, you have to kind of get through those, those barriers. And I think, um, you know, once you get through them, you can see that you can have successful relationships with people. And I think that <laughs> I'm thinking of mine and Samrit's relationships that we're on like two opposite sides of the spectrum sometime. Okay. But we love we we send this one emoji whenever we're like on the same page and it's the wave emoji. It's like, yes, we are riding this wave. We are here right now. And I love that uh, because we do have very different personalities, but it works. We've found this holy grail of what works for us. And but that's not to say that our relationship is perfect either. We're still constantly, because we're evolving as people, so we're learning how each other is evolving. So I think that that's really good that you said how, you know, you used to not be able to work with introverts, but now that you've done this research and this studying and you're like, oh, okay, this is how I work with these types of people mm-hmm. for myself. I'm big on personality tests too, so I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that as we grow, you, you also have to be willing because if you're not willing, it won't make a difference what you read. And, you know, hopefully over this time, it has taught people to respect time. That, that's it. It's respecting time. And having no time for somebody to waste yours is a big thing. So if you're wasting it, what are we doing here? Like, I, I, you are sucking up my life. I don't have time for that because I could spend it somewhere else. It's like when you have a, you break up, right? Um, you know, because I know you asked a question about dating and relationships. When you break up with somebody, then you start thinking about all the shit that they did and all the time that you wasted. I should have never got that. Bro. I never should. Why did we do that? You know, and then you start thinking about that. But it was fine while you was in love, honey. Everything was good. Oh, it was great. Oh, we went to such and such. You didn't worry about the money that you was spending because it was good because you was in love. Once you're not in love no more, then it's like, you know what? I could have been doing such and such. You know, and I think, you know, specifically as women, we will a lot of times allow emotion to guide us. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I feel this such and such. I'm just not, I, I, now I'm becoming a little bit more that person, but I'm just logical. Does it make money? Does it make sense? Is it worth my time? I've always been that kind of person. So now I'm just like, well, does it make me feel good too? I would like it to feel good. I would like it to feel real warm. Like, like mama's biscuits coming out of the oven. Like those, I used to think my, my great, great grandma, um, I used to think she was making her biscuits from scratch. And then I found out like later on, they was the Pillsbury biscuits, the kind where you could peel each layer, you know, but when you little, you don't know. The grand flakes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you could peel the layers. And I used to think she was the dopest grandma because you could peel them layers, right? And then I found out that she was making store-bought biscuits, right? And then I was like, but these shits are still good. Go ahead and give me some jelly. You know, so (laughs) pass the plate. 
is there but it's you still choose how you spend your time and we just have to spend our time with people that actually are worth it you know and that's that's the realest affirmation that i could say you got a limited amount of time on this earth so spend it with people and doing things that you really want to do and on that it's period i was about to say samra say your favorite word Period. This whole episode has been one huge, gigantic dot. Like, literally a big period. A giant period. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Chisa, for coming on the show today and talking with us and giving us these real-ass affirmations. I think we can all say we needed this one. Yes. We needed this. Uh, but also... Yes. Also, shout out anything you want to shout out. Let our listeners know where they can find you, all the things. Just have at it. Okay. So um, if you're looking for the podcast, go to realassaffirmations.com and you'll be able to find all of the great episodes. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's just what it is. If you want to look at anything on YouTube, I do some videos and things and we have some stuff in the past too um, that kind of probably were precursors to real life affirmations. So if you want to kind of go back and look at any of those, you can go to chisatv.com and check out my YouTube channel and, um, you know, just follow just wherever, because the goal is to create more content, but to also be purposeful with it, you know, not to just be creating stuff, just to be creating things. So educating, but also entertaining is one of the things that I love to do. And if you follow, you're always going to get some foolishness, nonsense, shenanigans, um, a little bit of fuckery, but it's always going to be a lot of good shit. So feel free to keep following. Like, that's really what's good. <laughs> yes, with the fuckery. We love that over here. You just need a little, little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. Razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle. You know, give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you again, Jesus, so much for joining us today. And this has been another episode of She Well Read in our Black 365 edition. Yes, by Jesus' book, 90 Day Focus. We're all focusing this year, peeps. 2022, we're here. We're here. And that two, what is it? 222, 2022? Yes. All of the affirmations, all of everything. I'm still waiting for that because I already said I'm going to Rick Ross's voice. I'm going to be like 222, 22. Like, I just can't wait. I'm really excited yeah. for that thing. So I'm already planning it that day. I will be 222, 22. Like, I'm waiting for it. Period. <laughs> Beautiful. And on that, we are ending the show. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Shiwa Red to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our P.O. Box 1725, Gardendale, Alabama 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, Send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Instagram group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a five-star review for today's episode.